Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Happy Tuesday, Pop Piggies. I hope you're good. Did you all get your tickets? Was it fastest finger first? <laughs> are you excited? Because we are. Really hope that you all manage to get a ticket. If not, sorry, snooze you lose. I know, there's just not really much we can do about that. So all I'll say is, it's not our problem. It mm-hmm. There's not much we can do about it, guys. But we're so excited and we're nervous, aren't we? I think now that it's a real thing, I'm quite nervous. Mm-hmm. I'm just concerned that I go mute on you. <laughs> But you are, go mute on me. I've said this to Zoe, you simply can't. Because sometimes I just stop talking. Yeah. And nothing comes to me. Who was I speaking to about it this morning? I was like, the thing is, like, I've done a few things like this before, but not where people have paid to come and see me specifically. Yeah, you've just been part of something. Yeah, but Mm. you haven't done anything like this at all. And I really hope you don't get overwhelmed and then you just sit and say nothing. Well, the thing is... I did used to do performing arts, Jess. Right, okay. So I've been on a stage a, a, a number of times. Mm-hmm. However, not for about 12 years. Right. So we could just erase that from ever happening. It's been that long. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we've got some nice guests coming on today, but first, <laughs> it is Jessica's birthday this week. Wee! And I have brought her card and a present for me. And I've got a spare swallow as well. Oh my god, I'm excited. So I'll go and get that right now. Okay. Should I even my card? Wait, it's on back. Okay. Also, I want to apologise to everybody on the podcast. I feel like I swear so much in last week's episode. So I'm going to get myself a swear jar. And yeah, a pound for every time I say the F word. It's so bad. It's getting out of hand. What's happening here? <laughs> She's just run back in to get her phone. <laughs> wow!
Zoe, what the fuck? Oh, I swore. <laughs> Were you just apologising yes. for training? Zoe, I've never seen anything like this in my life. Well, I know you like baklava or whatever it's called. Yeah. So What flavour th- are these? There's loads of different ones. There's like Oreo, I think, Bueno, Biscoff, White, Chocolate. Yeah. Um, kin- Do you say Kinder? Yeah, like Bueno flavour. Oh my God. Where are these from, please? It's called Baklava B. And is it like a like a Glasgow company? Yeah, it's Glasgow. Because I remember you posting about like finding one yeah. in Glasgow, or whatever. And I, why is that not in highlight, Jess? It's called Pinch of Taste. I went through every single one of your highlights, every single one, even the ones that were like countries, because I thought maybe she's put it in the wrong one. <laughs> no, you never. I even asked some of your foodie friends, and no one knew. What? But anyway, we found this one. And they did do just big normal ones, but they did the wee box, and I thought that's kind of like a cupcake box. What are these called? They're just like. Obviously, the pod piggies can't see it, but it's like circle flat. The clavers with loads of things piled on top of them. I'm going to take a bite. Oh my god. It's like baklava rolls. Mmm. Like we kind of like condensed versions with flavours on. Mm, 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 mm. Oh my god. Is it nice? Mm-hmm. Here's your wee napkin. I got party napkins. <laughs> I've got a card here. <laughs> Happy birthday, you lovely little sausage. <laughs> Two Jess, sis, pain in my arsehole. <laughs> Happy fucking birthday. Can't believe it's your 40th. <laughs> Thanks for being the bestest pal and giving me the best memories. Oh, I love you. That's so sweet. That's nice, isn't it? It's really nice to shut your eyes. I've got a present. Oh my god! Thirty-three, thriving. Hold your hands out. My goodness. Stop it! I'm not even open to look at it because I don't want to ruin the box. Guys, I am a basic bitch. I've got the Stanley Cup. Oh my god! Jeez. It is like a fucking dumbbell in it. <laughs> All day hydrate. No, Zoe, I'm actually so pudding. <laughs> it's a gorgeous colour as well. I know it's nice. Did you get it? one as well? No. Oh. But I might treat myself to yeah. one. Yeah. Oh, thank you. That's the best present ever. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely huge. Uh, oh. Wow. Well, thank you. I really appreciate that. It's my birthday in two days. And I'm celebrating for a whole month. We're going out in Glasgow with all of my girlfriends. Uh, n- next Saturday? Yep, 21st. Yeah, we're going out in Glasgow. And then um, Rich is taking me somewhere, I have no idea where, in th- on Thursday for a long weekend. And two days. So next week I'll tell you all about that because I have no idea. Anything about it? Yeah, no, you've got quite the plans ahead of you for mm-hmm. your 40s. Mm-hmm. Um, so also, just in case anyone isn't aware, Jess actually isn't 40. That I'm, was just a bit of like a shit bag. Flirty-free. She's 33. She is. Um, yeah, so can we just discuss the amount of feedback that we got from the episode on Tuesday with the overrated? I, I don't think we've ever had that many messages. I know, same. It was, you guys were loving it. 
I just think people like it to hear her opinions and things. Yeah. Even my mum was like, that's my favourite episode yet. Really? I was like, and, and the Friday one though as well, the TikTok one. Yeah. It's just an opinion on stuff, isn't it? Yeah, very true. I'll tell you one thing that I have found out that's really overrated that I wanted to speak about. I forgot. You know the new GHD styler that everyone's posting about at the moment? Oh, yes, we were talking about this. Yeah, I got sent it a few months ago. Well, about two months ago. And it's like a wet to dry styler and it's about £400. Guys, it's crap. It honestly is not. And I'm so disappointed because GHD is really good. Is that not like straightening your hair wet? Yeah. It, I just, honestly, my hair was like frizz. It did not work for me whatsoever. Mm. So I would definitely take careful consideration if you're being influenced online for this. Because I've seen everyone posting about it. Mm. It didn't work for me. So I don't want you to fork out that sort of money. Um, I wonder, can you try GHD products the way you can a Dyson? No, and send it back. Or like, you know how you can go into boots and you can try a Dyson air wrap? Yeah, but you're not going to go into boots with wet hair, are well, you? That is very true. So, yeah, it, I didn't rate it at all. So I'm if anyone wants it, sure. you can have it. <laughs> I wouldn't want to do that kind of tool on my hair wet. Like, the only thing I want to do is dry it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because that just gives me like, like you know, if you straighten a bit and it's a bit wet and it sizzles. Yeah. yeah, that's the fear. So what's been on your plate? What has been on my plate? Well, yesterday we went to the New Virgin Hotel in Glasgow. Oh my God, guys, that is so nice. It's so nice. It's got like a terrace bit that's like right open, like so bright and nice, looks right across like the bridge at the Clyde. And then in the kind of like seating area, like breakfast area, there's just all these comfy chairs. It was what a great Yeah, the interior was. was spot on. It is. It's quite like Soho House vibes, I feel. Yeah kind of modern version mm -hmm. um but we got breakfast there and what did they do to that bread i think they deep fried it i swear because <laughs> it was it delicious was unbelievable i actually had a slice of sourdough bread avocado and poached eggs on it you had the same bit with scrambled eggs mm -hmm. but the bread was like nothing i've ever had before, it was really life. good just i felt like the whole vibe in there was amazing i thought i can't believe we're in glasgow the toilets downstairs were the coolest thing i've ever been in yeah, everything was thought out amazing and I think we might have said this before, but you think with Virgin, not that it's a, the, the brand's great, but you'd compare it to something like EasyJet because it's an airline. And then you think of like the hotel group, you wouldn't imagine it to be as amazing as it is. Does that make sense? Yeah, like it's because it's such a big brand, you'd maybe just get like quite like basic does the job. Yeah. Like if you ever thought that Virgin was going to make a hotel, you would never think it would look like that. It's no, so it's, cool. It it's is. very Soho house, actually. Mm -hmm. but it's it, really cool. The rooms are expensive. Stay in. It's like yeah, £300 I mean, a night. I don't imagine I'll be staying there. I'll actually live 15 minutes from I know. Do you know what I mean? But also, they had um, a wee room. What was that wee room like? What, like the little seedy little room? It was so <laughs> But it'd be gorgeous. cool for like a birthday drinks night or something. Yeah. Like a wee private space. Mm -hmm. I loved it. Really cool. Anyway, that's really all that I feel that's been on my plate. Um, physically physically to be honest yeah. apart from actually I forget on Saturday I just ate all day yeah with your family didn't you yeah I was out with my family and I went to the Lai Chi Chinese in town which is like sister restaurant of the Boswell Shanghai Tea House mm -hmm. which was delicious I've been before but it is great and then at night I went to DL Park restaurant oh yeah which I kind of forget exists mm -hmm. but um it was actually really nice food. I had tags, bonbons and fish and chips. Mm, I don't know, I think I was feeling quite patriotic. Um, and then as we were leaving, I realised there was a singer on. And I was raging because we were already like taxis booked and all that. 
And it was a singer that I used to go see all the time, Pete. And I used to like really like him, so you know. Pete. And I was gutted, yeah, his name's Pete. Oh, right, okay. He's like a friend of a friend of a friend type thing. Um, so we missed him, so I was quite upset about that. But yeah, that's really all that's been on my plate physically, to be honest. Mm. What about you? Went to Manchester for Mum's 60th. It was of fun. Course, how could you forget? It was intense. There was a lot of questions being asked. A lot. But it, I actually had a really nice time. But there's two places I want to shout out because you know how I'm passionate about my Sunday roast. I had one of the best Sunday roasts I've ever had at a place called Firehouse. It looks great. So I recommend it to everyone. Get the side of mac, I think it was mac and cheese with leek and the chipolata sausages and extra gravy. And get a seat inside because there's a DJ and he's playing like really cool hip hop, Motown. Wow. The service was excellent. And also at night time... I've had some groups of friends of mine that have been there and they've gone out there on a Saturday night. It's got all the dancers, like kind of like drag queeny acts. Mm. It's a really cool place, venue. And then I also went to a really nice tapas called El Gato or Gato. It's like a Michelin recommended tapas place in Manchester. I went there on the Saturday night and that was brilliant. So there's two recommendations for you. I would say that's my ideal food for a weekend away, you know? Yeah. Like we tapas because you're going to be drinking quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And then you finish it off with like fat roast. I did want to go for a pass on the Friday night, but I got my table wrong. Something happened with the booking, and the guy on the front desk was an actual prick. I, I can't explain to you how condescending he was. Wait, where was that? It was actually Scottish as well, which is a shame. <laughs> I've never was, heard the words. It was cool. It was a pasta place beginning with S, but I don't want to slam it too much because I've just <laughs> said who he is. But he was honest. It, like me, me, my mom, and all her friends were jaw on the floor. That's Just because I got the time, well, something went wrong with the booking. It, I got the email saying half seven and he said, no, it's quarter past eight. I was like, okay, it's fine. It's a misunderstanding. He was like, what? So you really were just going to book a table and you were only expecting to stay for an hour and a half. We wouldn't be able to get you a pasta out in that time. I'm like, oh, really? Really? You wouldn't be able to get me a pasta out in an hour and a half? Well, so I'm going to a pasta restaurant and waiting an hour and a half for my dish of pasta? I don't think so. And can I just say the whole concept is like Sugo, like really chill, quick. And so you actually would be in and out in an hour and a half, never mind eating. And as I left, he was like, you know, in future, <gasps> if you book a booking, can you just write in the notes that you want to be in and out? I was like, thank you so much for telling me how to do a restaurant booking. I'll really make sure to take your tips next time. Thank you so much. And walked out and I was like, you are an actual prick. I don't even want to give you an inch of my money. I'm gobsmacked. So we were all just pissed, so pissed off, went across the street to a place called Dorsey Street something. And that was nice. The music was really good. So that saved the day. We had picky bits. Fuck them. That's what I say. So, anyway, let's get into introduce our guest that's going to turn up here any minute now. So as we spoke about on last week's episode, we want to raise some awareness for breast cancer. And we have one of our lovely pod pigs that actually got in touch with us, which was interesting because we really wanted to get somebody on the podcast. Her name is Laura. She is 33 years young, which is really puts things into perspective actually with me turning 33 in two days it's quite it's quite terrifying actually she's from Cumbernauld 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 she's lived there all of her life what's it called Cumbernauld Cumbernauld she works within investments for Barclays Wealth and she's currently on sick leave and I asked her what her favorite food was before she got on the podcast and she says she absolutely loves this because the reason is that's why she loves our podcast. She was drawn to the page right. and the podcast simply because she's a massive foodie. And food has always been her hobby. But it's now become more of a fueling her body right. And her favourite thing ever is soup. It's so comforting. And Laura has been diagnosed with secondary breast cancer six months ago. So she's going to come on the podcast today and talk all things about how 
it's been for her, mm-hmm. how the early stages. And you guys also sent in some questions as well. Um, just basically how you can touch your boobs properly and find out if, you know, this, a lot of what people have... What to for. Yeah, because like you said in last week's episode, a lot of people have that sort of like lumpy boobs naturally anyway. So how mm-hmm. can you understand the difference if this is worrying or if you should go and get it checked up? So I think yeah. it's super important. I also think nowadays as well, like, and it's a good thing in a way because there is so much more awareness and like, unfortunately you do hear about it so much more. People are a bit more overly paranoid about it as well. So like, I think as soon as you felt anything at all, you would panic. Yeah. But it's going to be quite good to kind of understand how you do actually know, if you know what I mean. Yeah, a little bit more about it. Because then people won't panic as such either. Yeah. Hello, Laura. Welcome to the podcast. How are you? you? Yeah, I'm doing well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, we're yeah, good. We're fabulous, actually. <laughs> I'm excited to be here. And you're a pod pig. You love the podcast. Yes, I do. I love that. Um, I don't know if I'll keep the energy up as well as you guys. I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will. I mean, you'll know from listening that I get shit for not being that energetic, so you'll be fine. But I do feel like Zoe's a good balance. I need that. Do you know what I mean? Else, I think that it would just back be, down. Yeah, it would just be chaotic as it already is. You know I me. Mean? So yeah, tell us a little bit. We've already introduced you onto the pop, the podcast. So tell us a little bit about your diagnosis and what made you go and get a checkup in the first place. Just tell us a little bit about your story, please. So um, I was diagnosed initially back in 2018. Um, so I'll go right back. So basically yeah. my sister, I lost my sister who was 41. She had a uh, sarcoma cancer um, and she passed away in March 2018. And in the April 2018, I was like, I've got burning under my armpit. Something doesn't feel right and I couldn't quite work out what it was. So I went to the GP and I said, listen, I've got burning under my armpit. I know that you'll just think that I'm like overthinking because I've already kind of had experience with cancer. Mm-hmm. I said, but I know something's not right here, but I just, I don't know what. So he referred me on to the breast clinic and they had a feel about and examined me. But because there was no lumps, they were like, no, you're fine. And they said, don't worry, you're too young anyway. And I was like, "Mm." well, I just lost my sister who was 41. I know it wasn't breast cancer. However, I think you should be a bit more careful. But anyway, I was thinking, at the time I was still grieving, you know, my sister had just passed away weeks ago mm-hmm. and I thought, it, it wasn't at the forefront of my mind, I guess I just got checked because I thought, well, it can happen to anyone, so I'm going to, I'm going to definitely get checked. So um, that was fine and it just continued on as normal and I think it was around the August that year, 2018, I was lying in bed, cuddling into my wee girl and my boob just above my nipple was so itchy. Like, just out of nowhere, one time only, never happened again, came and went. It was bizarre. And when I itched, I, I can only describe it as catching a little Malteser that felt like a wee Malteser under my skin. Ooh. And I know that's a daft, but that's all the only way I can describe it is like a wee Malteser mm-hmm. under my skin. So um, I was like, I shouted in Alan, my husband, and he was like, go and get that checked. Alan lost his mum at 41 years old as well to breast Jesus cancer. Christ. So he was like, oh my God, like what we're going through just now with my sister and you're yeah. finding that. So anyway, the burning symptom is one that's not really recognised. Like see if mm-hmm. you look at all these check your boobs things, I never ever see anybody saying burning. Although when I'm on like all these Facebook forums and everything, 
I've put it down and people have been like, no, I've experienced that as well. So I don't know why they don't flag it. Yeah, so a lot of people are actually experiencing it, but they don't put Mm -hmm. it down. It's not like one of the, you get these wee things and it's all check your boobs Mm -hmm. and it's like, you know, all the differences that you should look for. And there's just not one, it's normally pain that they would say. Yeah. Um, But even at that, then they go, the pain actually is a good thing if you've got a lump. So I don't know, it's, it's all very confusing. But anyway, so I was diagnosed in 2018 with like the primary breast cancer. And then probably about a year, oh, this year's went so fast, about a year and a half ago, I started not to feel right and I couldn't put my finger on it. I was like really tired, just didn't feel myself. And I feel like I know my body quite well yeah. as well. So I was mm-hmm. like, what is this? And I started Googling and it was like fibromyalgia. I don't even know if I'm saying that right. Or, <laughs> um, you know, all these kind of and even AMS came up when I was putting in things, but not once did it come up saying, you know, this could be signs of secondary breast cancer. And people can actually go from not having cancer at all to going to secondary breast cancer as well. So I don't know why it never flagged. But anyway, I had sore ribs, really sore ribs, a sore back to the point where I had been out a night before or kind of going back, I kept getting really terrible hangovers. Mm-hmm. And it turns out because it's in my liver, like that explains why. But I was just thinking, I'm getting old. Like I'm not old. Yeah. But <laughs> no offence, <laughs> but I'm getting old and I'm like not able to handle drinking anymore. So I kind of cut down on the drinking as well to see if that helped. And I went out one night and I must have had about three drinks, four drinks if you're lucky. So I wasn't drunk, there was uh-huh. no reason to. And I woke up and I could not move out my bed. Wow. I was crying, like, my wee girl was like, oh my God, mum, what's wrong with you? And I just, you know, that way I'd always normally put on a front for her, but I just couldn't. The pain was crazy. Um, wow. So I went to the, I went to a the first time, I went twice before I was diagnosed the first time. Um, they told me I had bad muscle pain and I felt so patronised. I don't even know if that's the right word, but mm. I just felt really... It was just horrible. I begged and begged for an x-ray. I said, something's not right. Please x-ray yeah. me. My you history. know your body, don't you? You knew uh-huh. it was different, yeah. And your history wasn't even enough to, like, allow that x-ray. So, anyway, she sent me away with Cocodamol. And I just, I don't know, I just had to laugh. I was like, I don't know what else I can do here. Mm-hmm. And then I think it was, like, maybe the following month... I went back to a because I was just like, this isn't going away. I can't sleep now. I wasn't comfortable lying down. I wasn't comfortable standing up. I wasn't comfortable. It was all like flagging. And I had a bit of tingling in my legs as well that just didn't seem right. Um, and I phoned 111 and then they sent me on. And luckily I got an amazing doctor who just didn't doubt what I was saying mm-hmm. for one second. She took me at face value asked me everything and then once she realised she was they actually um, thought I had spinal con- compression because mm. of the symptoms in my legs like the tingling in your yeah. legs but it turns out because the the cancer's basically grown out of the back of my spine um, and that leans on your spinal cord so that causes all these symptoms so anyway that's how I was diagnosed um, that was back in April this year and um yeah, I'm on treatment now. I've done three rounds of treatment and we're just hoping for the best. And what does the treatment entail? What does that ha- what happens with that? So it's not chemotherapy. So this is where I don't it's it's hard. So my oncologist doesn't say it's chemotherapy. She she sees it as more of a targeted drug. 
but the pharmacist came to get, give me it the first time round and I was really taken aback because I didn't think I was getting chemo. And she said, right, there's your chemo. And I went, I'm not getting chemo. Like, as if I don't want that. Like, yeah. I was really, really scared. And she was like, no, no. And she says, chemo's basically an umbrella name, apparently, from what she says anyway. I'm no expert. But she said that it's kind of an umbrella name. Mm -hmm. And then you'll have, like, your IV chemo. Um, you'll have immunotherapy, hormone therapy, targeted therapy underneath it. And right. what I'm on is a targeted therapy. So I'm really lucky in that the side effects of it aren't. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. They're not as harsh as yeah. like a, mm -hmm. a, an actual IV um, chemotherapy. Um, and the, the side effects are... Get not as harsh, they're kind of half of what you would get. So you still okay. get all the side effects, all like losing your hair or hair thinning I'm getting. Yeah. Um, and really just exhausted is the main thing as well. And your blood dip as well. So, But I feel really, really lucky actually because, um, just to add another spanner into the works, <laughs> exactly a year before I was diagnosed on the same day in the same hospital, my brother was diagnosed with stage four bowel cancer as well. Jesus. I know. And it's like it's like something out of a horror movie, I just keep saying. It's like something you just couldn't make up. But there's no genetic link, supposedly, between them. We've had like genetic testing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I believe there's not enough uh, research just now. They've not got enough cases like ours to take that and look at it and go, right, okay, this is what's causing it. Mm -hmm. So that's I think eventually down the line they'll probably develop something that can link it all together but right now apparently it's just bad luck and I'm like nah you don't get bad no, luck that, three times yeah in that a doesn't row. seem right at all does no, it no no not at all so yeah the treatment I'm on just now is like a, a tablet I take for three weeks on one week off and then I get injections as well a big horrendous injection I'll tag you on it on my Instagram <laughs> if you want to see it it's horrible it's really thick needle but that kind of suppresses your hormones and sort of puts you into a chemical menopause one of the other injections builds your bones back up. So because it's so prominent in my bones, when it starts to shrink, which you hope for, um, there's obviously a gap left in your bones. So they need to build it back up, especially right, in your okay. spine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because obviously it holds you up. My wee girl keeps saying to me, can we not just get get an operation and get your spine away? And I'm like, oh, I wish it was so easy like yeah. that. But she laughs. She knows it's How not possible. She? Yeah, she's 10. She's so, 10. Yeah, so oh. she's very aware. Yeah. Cancer's been around her a lot. 
yeah. um, in our wee life and she's obviously been around my sister like yeah. my, me and my sister were really close and then when my brother getting diagnosed as well it's just it's a lot for a wee mind like that never mind an adult's mind yeah. as well you know oh. but can you tell us a little bit about the difference between secondary breast cancer and other stages like life expectancy and everything with the difference with that because that means I really have no well, I education had no idea. on this I had no idea either and I'm still learning a lot just now because there's just not enough awareness about secondary breast cancer at all everybody so there's a thing called like pink washing right so see during the month of October a lot of companies and things like that make a lot of money from just saying oh look here and putting a wee pink breast cancer ribbon on something right and you go and buy it to support like my friend might go out and go oh there you go I bought that and they say that they're donating money but something like one pence or ten pence or something ridiculous goes towards it but it ups their sales um so Mm. there's there's a big kind of thing with that primary breast cancer is very well known like yeah and there's this whole month dedicated to it in October and there's one day dedicated in October to secondary breast cancer, the 13th, I'm sure it is, um, where apparently that's like secondary breast cancer awareness day, which mm. is insane because if you think about it, primary breast cancer is curable. Mm-hmm. There are some cases out there, like freak cases, where, yeah, I think it gets to a point where it can take your life, but... I think the majority, like 99% of primary breast cancers can be cured. Um, Not to say that it doesn't recur and come back again, but um, primary breast cancer tends to be in the one area. So um, it's normally in your breasts or that kind of surrounding Mm -hmm. area. Um, Whereas secondary breast cancer is not curable. Once you get that diagnosis, that's you. You can get to a point, though, that you have no evidence of disease, active disease, but you'll always you'll always have secondary cancer. That goes for all cancers, like not just breast cancer mm-hmm. as well. Um, so secondary is classed as like stage four. Like that's, like, I guess, the okay. worst you can get before you are terminally ill. And I think the class terminally ill is like you're on the road out, basically. Yeah. You've not got long to go. Um but stage four is a terminal illness, you know, because you're never getting rid of it type thing. Secondary can go anywhere in your body as well. So I was diagnosed with secondary breast cancer, but I don't actually have any cancer in my breasts anymore. It's right. actually travelled. So normally it can travel in your lymph nodes through your body. Right. But it appears that mine must have travelled in my blood because there's no trace in lymph nodes and there's no trace in my breasts anymore either. So the main sort of places it will travel to for secondary breast cancer anyway, the most common is like your bones. So your spine, your ribs and things like that. Mine's is in my spine, my ribs, my pelvis, my shoulder. It's just like went a bit crazy, but it's very, very common. Mm-hmm. Um, your bones, your liver, like I was saying. So I've, I've got a tumour in my liver as well. Um, and then your brain your lungs that's the kind of places that it likes to live I don't know it must be a good breeding ground for it or something but yeah. it's it's um not very nice but yeah so secondary breast cancer you can actually get diagnosed with that as well 
without having an initial right, okay, breast cancer. Yeah. So something can happen in there and the wee cells just decide to travel. Mm-hmm. I make that sound nice, don't I? Wee cells, like it's not <laughs> nice at all, but they decide to travel through your body in whatever way. And that's called something called de novo. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, to be fair, but um, there are people out there that have, like, you know, went with these symptoms, rib pain, back pain, you know, tingling in their legs and yeah. all that. And then I'm saying that that's because that's my symptoms, you know, that's the ones I know. But um, And then they've been told, no, you've actually got secondary breast cancer. So I think that's really important as well because people are like, oh, check your boobs, check your boobs. It's lumps and bumps and changes. And yeah, 100%. But at the same time, people can There's other things miss that. that. Uh-huh, yeah. That don't, don't have to go through those stages to get a, a secondary mm-hmm. cancer diagnosis. And surely when secondary cancer is the one that kills you. Yeah, yeah. that should be uh-huh. more right. Awareness uh-huh. should be raised for that. Yeah. yeah. And you're never going to come back. Like, you're never going to fully come back from that. I'm determined that I'm coming back from it, but you're <laughs> never going to, like, fully, fully recover, you know? So yeah. I think there is there is a big difference between primary and secondary, and I'm not taking it away from, because when I got that initial diagnosis, it was horrible. Yeah. yeah. Like, especially after just losing my sister, you, you just fear the worst, but... The, the pri- there's lots of people who have lived like they've managed to go on and not get breast cancer again and lived their yeah. full life mm-hmm. and, and been fine Did and you then, say your sister passed away from breast cancer? No, that was sarcoma cancer okay. so that's like a bone and muscle kind right. of cancer so mm-hmm. apparently it's it's not related. However, my breast cancer has travelled to my pelvis and that's where her initial cancer started as well right. it, was, it was in her pelvis so I'm like there's it's too got, many yeah. similarities yeah. here there's like got to be something I'm not sure what but um yeah yeah hopefully hopefully they'll come up with a sort of yeah research but I used to always think why are we pumping so much money into cancer research and we've not got a cure and I could never get my head around it obviously losing my sister as well I was thinking oh that's a load of rubbish like they're not curing people they're not saving their lives so so why pump the money but now I'm realising because I'm on a, an amazing drug that's doing amazing things for people. And now I'm thinking to myself, right, okay, that's why you need to raise the money for that. Yeah, yeah that's, it's, it's all science and in the background, it's not really like, oh, there you go, there's your pop that pill and you're cured, you know, yeah. it's not like that at all. I think that's a good thing to say as well, because there is so many charities and sometimes you do feel like almost like bombarded and you're like, I don't know, like I want to give, but what do I choose? And like, you want to give to them all kind of thing. But you do kind of think, what what do you see from it? Like, yeah. Not just me personally, but you can imagine a lot of people think that. But so it's good to raise awareness for that as well, that it's it's in the background and that's what actually then does get given to I think that's you. a good point as well because um, like cancer research and stuff does <clears throat> things all in the background, like you're saying, yeah. right? But then you get like different um, charities that are very in-your-face, pink and fluffy and thrown afternoon tea parties. And, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, oh, wait a minute, what what's that really doing? Yeah, it might be raising some money in the background, but this is what I'm saying about the whole pink washing thing. It comes up all pink and fluffy. I'm not saying that the charities are specifically doing that, but mm-hmm. just in general, for me, I'm more, like, factual and wanting yeah. to help people, like, get better through charities which I'll mention later but a charity that I'm going to be kind of working with as well who are doing that they're trying to get the GPs and the doctors to understand or just have something there 
to look at mm -hmm. that they've developed and they've got it in England, they've got it in Wales, but have they got it in Scotland? No. So that's my mission, but I'll tell you about that as well. <laughs> I feel like I've got so much to tell you. <laughs> so, you know, just when we asked you the question about food, so you're now taking better care of yourself, you're eating yeah. better things. Do you drink alcohol anymore or no? No, so, well, I, I'm saying no, as if, like, I'm teetotal. I'm not teetotal, like, yeah. I don't mean that. But I think the alcohol thing is quite prominent for me because it's in it's my liver. liver. Yeah. And I just think, well, if my body's doing its best to try and repair that and trying to... Because your liver can repair. Mm -hmm. It's, like, one organ that you can't live without, but it can repair itself, and it's amazing what it can do. So I want to give my liver, <laughs> my wee liver, a fighting <laughs> chance to like repair so I was on holiday and yeah I, like I love a Bailey's like I love a Bailey's yeah. it's, it's like one thing you can't get the same taste of like anywhere else <laughs> you love a Bailey's like, at Christmas yeah uh, like and I just love it so loads of ice and a wee Bailey's and I had a wee Bailey's like one a night like really and I was in an all-inclusive hotel which you'd normally overindulge go wild, and yeah. go crazy but um so no I've I've not like drank back home or anything like that. It was more I was on holiday and, you know, I was just enjoying myself and had a wee. But food wise, I've kind of tried to really turn that around. I joined a wee membership um, as well, which I've, it's like talks about just changing 1% every day. Every day, yeah. Rather than, because I was really overwhelmed. I found it really overwhelming. Um, and just doing that little change every day has got me three weeks, four weeks down the line has got me to a point where I'm like, right, okay, I'm living my life differently now. You know, mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not taking in, it's more sugar. So like refined sugars, yeah. like your juices and your chocolate and all that. But see, when you're buying things off the shelf and you look at the ingredients, I'm, I mean, I feel like I'm teaching you to suck eggs here, right? But <laughs> like when you buy something off the shelf and it's got like everything's got added sugars. Yeah. Everything's got all Additives. these crazy rapeseed oils and everything. And then it's so hard to, it's the preservatives, it's the, the chemicals that they're basically putting in to make sure it's still fresh for you. So I'm trying my best to avoid all that. And my husband does an amazing job. I'm making me amazing dinners and oh, just kind of like making sure. I mean, I think it actually might go off his head at me at some point because I'm like that. <laughs> What did you? But he was making like homemade gravy the other oh day, and he was like, I, "I was like, what did you use?" And he was like, "I've used your organic stock cubes." And I'm like, "Oh my god, I'm turning into that person that I never ever thought I would be." Yeah, but I feel better for it as well. Definitely, like I just feel like I've got more energy. I've got more focus, I guess, on things yeah. as well. So yeah. It's but, crazy that when you sort of dealt these cards in life, it, it takes you something like this to then make a real big change. Like, I think I would be the same if this ever unfortunately happened to me. I would probably go vegan. I don't know. I would just be... Just do everything. Which is crazy that I wouldn't do that now to prevent that. Mm -hmm. But I don't know, just... I know, but it takes a shock. And even that shock that I had losing my sister, me being diagnosed and then my brother being diagnosed, it, it's still... It's, it's until you're in those shoes, you don't really know the changes that you would actually make. Yeah. But, um you can get lots of wake-up calls along the way but this is basically being right okay well you do this or you don't and you don't help I feel like it's helping my treatment as well yeah you know? so working hand in hand yeah. with each other yeah uh -huh. I definitely think that if I hadn't started making these changes because I've been making the changes for months but the main thing has been the last three or four weeks but if I hadn't been making the changes I don't think 
in my head anyway, I'm not saying that changing your lifestyle cures cancer. Like, I'm, maybe one day I'll believe that if it does, you know. Yeah. But um, I do think that it helps your immune system it helps energy you energy levels uh-huh and it helps you like have a fighting chance that definitely your bloods aren't so low you know there's loads of yeah, factors yeah. that i think it works with but yeah soup's my favorite thing <laughs> I, I like i've known i'm a working every and what you having today laura soup and i'm like yeah <laughs> so i've done a few of yours as well like love a few that. of your recipes and yeah it's amazing i, I love, love that soup. it's, it's such, such a like comfort. a cozy like comforting meal as well though, yeah I can have Love it any time of the day and <laughs> any part, like any time of the year as well. It's just... It's <laughs> um, so just quickly, just we want to talk, obviously because it is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, we want to ask you how our listeners can properly check their breasts. Right, so I'm not an expert. No. So this is a question that is obviously, I'm sure there's somebody that will tell you like proper ways, but... From what I've found and from what I've found when I've been checked myself quite yes. often, they're always using like the, I would go say the palms of your fingers. That's not the right, like the, the base of your fingers, right? The feely part, I don't know. Yes. <laughs> it kind of has the palm of your fingers, yeah, doesn't it? Like, <laughs> right, we'll go with that. The palm of your fingers, yeah. right? And I, what you're meant to do is you're meant to bend your knuckles up and down. So it's like you're almost like squeezing and pressing. See if you were pressing the couch, right? Like kneading it sort uh-huh. of thing, yeah. If you were pre- Love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you're pressing down in the couch and see if there was a lump under there, you would feel it, right? If there was like, I don't know, say yeah. a, a bowl or a... Yeah. Like, yeah. You would feel that. That's what you're kind of pressing about to feel. I find that sometimes like kind of moving in a wee circular motion is quite good because you, you kind of catch things but they do say pressing is when you're like right okay I can feel something there it's not kind of moving away too much then that's when you kind of go right okay wait a minute but that's like for checking you need to check like all your chest you need to check around your collar like your armpits as well isn't it your armpits are a huge one and obviously I had the burning under my armpits but I didn't have a lump there the lump was like sort of above my nipple and on my left breast too much information but there you go yeah. um <laughs> So I had the burning sensation there to start with, but that's where all your lymph nodes and stuff are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's where the, it's quite common for them as well. And stuff that's what like we that. were saying, wasn't we, in the, in the last episode, that we struggle to... Like, I find, like, quite... I te- like touching them anyway. <laughs> <laughs> like, see, because I've got a bit of boob on me, right? So <laughs> I feel like when I do do it, like, they feel quite textured anyway, right? But from what you said, I'm assuming you know the difference. Yeah, so they say to do it halfway through your cycle as well because that's when it's most obvious. Yeah, okay. um, because your boobs do go quite big when you're on your period as well, and mm-hmm. I think that's when like you probably feel. Feeling. Yeah, mm-hmm. and also at our kind of age, your boobs can be quite dense in tissue. Like I've got a really dense area here that I've been worried about for quite a while, um, but they they said it's fine. They said there's nothing to worry about, but I think. You always overthink it and think, I'm not going to spot this. But see if you're doing it, like in the shower, you wash yourself with shower gel. Like that's probably the best time because your hands are moving about that area yeah. anyway, aren't yeah. they? So like you just give your, like honestly, just give them a feel. Like it's it's probably something that like you do regularly. And if you ran your hands over your boobs, you would be like, oh shit, there's something there. Do you know what I mean? But um yeah, like I don't. There's there's no perfect way of doing it. I think if you know in your head that you're checking regularly, 
just even go right okay well I'm in the shower every morning like what's taking me there's nothing stopping me yeah and if there's anything just different and then looking at them in the mirror as well is a big thing like I know I don't like my mind's like I've always been like I hate my boobs but um (laughs) like I really hate them now but um (laughs) the like I think it's like all the colouring and texture and shape and like your nipples as well like you need to press really hard behind your nipples because that's like I know it's dead tender and you're like that oh my god I hate yeah. that I'm like oh everything <laughs> like but like yeah they can hide away and behind there because you've got a lot of lymph nodes and or glands I think it is mm-hmm. and behind your nipple and stuff as well so yeah like I just think you would know if you're checking regularly. Yeah, it's exactly. not about going, am I doing it right? If you're feeling about regularly you feel and you difference. feel something different, mm-hmm. you're going to go, right, okay. And I think that's why they say mid-cycle as well because that's when you'll probably feel the most change and like your boobs might be a bit harder, but, oh, you're like that, right, okay, but they're always hard at this time of the month yeah, or whatever. Yeah, so, so it won't be too much of a shock yeah. and scare you too much. Yeah, I think so. Amazing. So do you have any advice... Um, for anyone going through the same thing as you? Or they have a loved one going through it? Yeah, so I think for the people that are going through it, especially a secondary cancer diagnosis, it's easy to jump to, I'm dying, that's it, this is the end. And there's so much breast cancer-wise, there is so many treatments available now, and the, the, like, the science and everything they're coming out with, all the trials and things like that, everything behind it all, there is a lot more hope now. Yeah. Um, I think actually you touched on life expectancy <clears throat> before. So the the statistics I can't say that word. Statistics. Thank you. <laughs> 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 are really really outdated, especially for uh, secondary breast cancer patients. And you won't believe this, right? It's absolutely insane. But when somebody gets primary breast cancer, the are logged on the system in the NHS. She's got breast cancer, or he has got breast cancer. And when you're diagnosed with secondary breast cancer, they take no note. So yeah, they know that I've got secondary breast cancer. They know that they're treating me for it, blah, 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 and all that down the line. But there's like, they they record and take numbers and build Mm. like a kind of, I guess a portfolio of, you know, how long somebody's been on treatment, how long it took for them to recover, things like that. Mm -hmm. There's nothing for secondary breast cancer to say. They were diagnosed then, they've been on this treatment for this long, and then, uh, you know, unfortunately, if they've passed away, then this is when they pass away. There's there's no record for secondary breast cancer patients. So that's something else that I'm going to try and work with the charity with to to implement up here. And why is that? Is there a reason? I don't know. I don't know. Mm, there will be a reason but it's uh, yeah there will be and there will be a reason (laughs) and there's probably um the girls in the charity could probably go right in depth i'm just learning as i said like i've only been diagnosed six months ago didn't even know secondaries existed you know so yeah um i think eventually down the line i'll be able to answer your question i'll come back and answer that one (laughs) (laughs) um but no i think like when you're initially diagnosed it is really hard like i was depressed for a good couple of months like it and yeah, I can kind of go like have wee dips in mm-hmm. it as well. But you kind of, you get through that. You can kind of get by that part um, if if you can. You know, I, I know there's some people out there that would just crumble and they can't keep going on with it. But there is light. And I think that's important to focus on. There's treatments and 
although it's incurable and you'll never be cancer free it is treatable and they're trying to see it more as a chronic condition so that's what I keep thinking in my head you know somebody with maybe Crohn's or something like that they live with the condition and yet it's it's life-altering yeah or eventually maybe take over and you know cause complications and they might pass away from it but it's it's a chronic condition and somebody doesn't turn around and go oh my god you've got Crohn's like and think it's the end so they are trying to kind of adjust it again that's what the charity is doing as well is trying to change the mindset on it and try and get the NHS more on board with treating it as a chronic illness that it's not like this is the end of your life Mm -hmm. and I think for people round about people that are um, diagnosed it's just important to be patient and know that it's a very, very lonely journey. I mean, I've got the most incredible family, supportive and friends around me, but I've found myself really lonely at times. Yeah, And it's not until you've got somebody that maybe has went through something similar. So there's, like, groups on Facebook and all that that I've joined, and Mm -hmm. it's, like, um, you can just put anything on, like, oh, I'm feeling like this, or have you experienced that? And some like whole community behind you, yeah. Yeah. That's nice to know, yeah. isn't it? It's, it's a shame, and, and I know a lot of people say it, but, like, the cancer community and, like, the breast cancer community itself, like, yeah, there's so many supportive people yeah. out there. Yeah, well, that's great. And I think it's important to reach out, because otherwise you'll be sitting, yeah. you know, on your own and feeling extra lonely, especially yeah. if you don't have that support system around yeah. about yeah. as well, so... Yeah, but just be patient because okay. it's an absolute roller coaster and you just have no idea until you're in those shoes, like yeah. what somebody's going through. Anybody's going through, but like particularly going through this. Yeah. So I saw on your Instagram yesterday that you were posting about some test results. Can you tell us a little bit about that, please? Yeah. So um, like I was saying, all the treatments and things that are up and coming and, you know, all these new trials and things like that, mm-hmm. there are amazing treatments out there. And I am one of the lucky ones. I don't know if I'll say this without crying. <laughs> but um, so I had a CT scan. Um, I'm lucky enough that I've got private health care through my workplace. So oh, that's great. Um, I got the results back within hours, which was amazing. Oh, brilliant. And I had just said to my husband a few minutes before, I mean, I've got a really good feeling about this. I was scared to say it, but I, I've really got a good mm-hmm. feeling. I'm feeling good within myself. And um, she called and she said that the tumour in my liver is reduced significantly and my spine and my bones are showing like signs of starting to heal and wow that's so amazing I know so there is light at the end of the tunnel mm. like it doesn't mean that it's not a death sentence it doesn't mean you're going to die in the next year mm-hmm. or whatever stats will say that it's like two to three years but with these drugs now, it's not accurate. Like I say, they don't record it properly. So how can they what be are they accurate? Going off of, yeah. So um, yeah. So I'll just continue on my treatment now and um, hoping that it your body keeps right. working. Work. Uh-huh. Yeah. I've only been on treatment for um, nine weeks out of six months, just the way it's all worked out. Yeah. So I'm thinking, if that's what it can do in nine weeks, then what can it do? Oh, exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so happy for you. <laughs> Sending all the positive vibes. Yeah, I know. And I feel like it's important to leave it on that note because like there's there's hope. There is hope and there is light. And you just need to try and focus on that. Because I don't think if I didn't focus on that, then I'd be cuddled in a wee ball somewhere. And there's no point in that. It just ruins your life now, doesn't it? Yeah. Do you want to tell us a little bit about the charity just quickly that you're working with? Yeah, so (laughs) um it's Met Up UK. So I'll I can send you the link Yeah, we'll for share them on our stories yeah. and everything for you yeah. and your page. So they're like non-profit, 
a charity that's just really, really getting into Parliament and going and trying to make change and bring like red flag symptoms of secondary breast cancer in. And they're going to try and they've managed to get it in England and Wales, but um, I'm going to do my best to try and get it in. Yeah, Scotland. you will. So go, I know. Just all <laughs> support me and like share it and get it out there. But yeah, yeah so definitely, definitely. I'm working with them and yeah, I just kind of raise awareness on my own wee page as well, just trying to help out everybody and anybody that wants amazing. to come along oh, oh you're amazing thank you so much thank and you thanks so much, much for, for coming on thank you for having me i really appreciate Yay. it well thank you so much for listening guys i hope you learned some things today on the podcast just like me as every day <laughs> and you will follow, follow laura and follow her journey going forward thank you so much Bye. 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 hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.